Erica Blumenthal is with us live via telephone. She is the um, Museum of Jewish Heritage Director of Collections and Exhibitions. And I was at the museum on Sunday at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, downtown Manhattan, Battery Place, where they have a special exhibit going on right now called Operation Finale, the Capture and Trial of Adolf Eichmann. Discover the secret history behind the daring abduction and high-profile trial of this notorious Nazi. It's on view in the museum until December the 22nd. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Erica Blumenthal, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. Nice to be here. Great to speak with you. Uh, you're doing an amazing job there at the museum. because I had an opportunity to, uh, to spend some time at other exhibits um, on Sunday as well. And it's just remarkable. I mean, some of the things that you're doing there is just fantastic. This one uh, was, <laughs> you, you literally feel like you're, you're walking through the, the tense situation that so many people were in as this Eichmann capture is going on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just remarkable. Uh, there are so many, I mean, I, I, I thought I knew a lot about the Eichmann capture, frankly, and, the, uh, and its aftermath, which was, of course, the trial and his execution. Uh, but I learned so much; it was just remarkable. Uh, tell us how this uh, how this all started. Where, at, at what point uh, the museum made a commitment to uh, to teach everybody about this episode? So this this exhibition was actually created um, or brought to the United States by three separate organizations: the Mossad themselves, Beit Hatzot in Israel, and the Malt Museum in Cleveland. And once we learned about the exhibition, we knew that it had to come here. And several of us went to see it in Ohio, and we were absolutely convinced that it needed to come to New York. Some of the artifacts that they have that were saved from the operation, etc., are just remarkable. And um, I think I think one of the obvious things that people will see when they go, as I discovered, is all the intricacies that were necessary. How much had to go right? in order to make this a successful mission? How much forethought, how much thinking, how much planning, how much strategic planning was was needed to make this uh, a success? Well, it it is an amazing spy thriller, and there's an amazing amount of planning that had to go on. When you go to the exhibit, you can see, for instance, the team of people that were involved. And, you know, while you think this would be a very large operation, they had to limit the number of people, but they had to bring in a woman, you know, to help make it look like it wasn't just a group of, you know, Israeli men that arrived for no reason. They had to come from all over the world at all different times. You can see the plane tickets and you can see the map of how they came from different countries because, again, they couldn't just all come from Israel. Right. That would look a little suspicious. Right. So there was a great amount of planning that went on. There was a plan B in case things didn't go right. And, in fact, something went wrong with the plane, so they had to you know, extend the stay and figure out how they were going to do that. They had to change cards and license plates. They brought their own key-making tools. It's a fascinating story. It's unbelievable. The, the license plate making machine is actually right. on exhibit there at the museum. And, um, and then, of course, getting him to Israel. They, 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 they had to do all of this without anybody's attention, without the authorities' attention, without the press's attention. They had to make sure to be able to sneak him in. So they developed a whole plan for that as well to get him back into Israel. Just, the whole thing is unbelievable. And I passed this past, it must have been April when we were in Israel, uh, the building 
where the trial took place in Jerusalem. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it was a public building because they couldn't fit it. You know, all the attention that was being paid, they couldn't fit it in a regular courthouse in those days, if I'm not mistaken. And um, and it, it, it's just it's like you know now it's like one of the one of these buildings that thousands of people pass every day they would they wouldn't you know give it a second thought and that is where the Eichmann trial actually took place and the entire world was paying attention to it. The entire world absolutely was paying attention to it. Everybody that I talked to um, who was alive and sentient at that time, you know, either remember seeing it themselves, right. remembers watching the trial with their family, with their parents. It was an amazing opportunity for Holocaust survivors to finally be able to speak publicly and be recognized for what what happened to them. Yeah. Could you imagine a trial like that today? You know how many networks would be sitting on it, you know, every single minute that it's live and presenting it to the world because that's that's how gripping those and by the way, you provided you provided in the exhibit an opportunity for people to see the video of the trial and what people actually saw on their television sets in those days. And obviously, what was going on in the courtroom, and, and yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. It, it's very dramatic. There are you see the witnesses suffering while they're hearing what's going on. You see people fainting while they're testifying. Oh. You get to watch Eichmann as if he's sitting in the booth. Right. So we have the original glass booth and the original chair that he actually sat in. I was wondering and, about that when I was standing next to it. That is the actual booth. Mm-hmm. My gosh. Yeah. It's, um, you know, as, as the person who helps do the installation of the exhibition, it's just, that chair holds so much. Oh my and it, gosh. You know, it, it's incredible how just a piece of wood, um, is so powerful. I'm telling but you, the, now that I know it's the real thing, I may go back, frankly. <laughs> Erica Blumenthal is the Museum of Jewish Heritage Director of Collections, Collections and Exhibitions. There's a lot going on there. Today we're talking about Operation Finale, the capture and trial of Adolf Eichmann. I'll tell you another thing that hit me as I'm going through that exhibit, by the way. Um, the number of Nazi war criminals, we'll call them that for a moment, who escaped and yeah. who did change their identity and were never seen or heard from again. And you know, and what member of the Jewish faith and of the free world wouldn't want justice for all of them, right? Justice, uh, absolutely. And, and 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 therefore, his capture, such a high-profile Nazi, his capture and and justice being levied against him was so important, no doubt, to, to all freedom-loving people. So that- absolutely, it's incredible, and I and I think it's um, you know, it holds a special place now. Yeah. You know, we need to make sure that we're vigilant against this kind of thing. I mean, people out there, and, you know, it's we can see a resurgence of neo-Nazis that coming out of the woodwork, you know. So this is a reminder that we, we have to pay attention to what's going on, and that while one person can make a difference towards the negative, as Eichmann did, one person can make a difference towards the positive. And um, after being responsible for all the murders that he was responsible for, and and that documentation is there as well, he went ahead and tried to live a quote-unquote normal life, you know, in what seemed seemed to be, you know, (laughs) guilt-free, happy-go-lucky, although I don't know if that may be an extreme if I I put it that way. And, uh, of course, once he's captured, um, he knows that he is doomed. You know what caught me, by the way? I mentioned this to you uh, off the air a minute ago. Um... I didn't realize the opposition to the death penalty that was coming from, you know, certain Israeli leaders from different cultural uh, angles of society then. 
I learned there that from was. the exhibit. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there always there always is, you know. But um, I think justice was served. Oh, no question about it. I just there are a lot of pieces. Look, uh, I'm not that I was around when this was going on, but I certainly grew up knowing how important the Eichmann trial was. And I always compare it. You know, my generation grew up. Um, watching Nightline every single night, you know, from Iran with the hostages. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the previous generation was, you know, doing nightly updates regarding the Eichmann trial. And uh, so, it's, you know, it, it's quite important. I, I just I, I just never realized the, uh, you know, all the different intricacies and, you know, different angles that were going on as all of it was taking place. And I thought that the exhibit just does a remarkable job in bringing so much of it to life. I love, by the way, as you can imagine, because of the line of work I'm in, I love all the different radio reports from around the world who are who are reporting as you have them in, you know, the recordings of them who are reporting the capture of Eichmann. You could hear in different languages and all these voices the enormity of the uh, of the news item. It, it was an enormous. It was it was groundbreaking yeah. for its time. It's unbelievable. The, the whole thing is just unbelievable. <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to have pride in, in in Israeli intelligence, everybody, uh, this is a great way to get some pride in Israeli intelligence, especially in those days. You know, who knows today in 2017? You know, with technology the way it is, what they would and would, I would not be able to do. In fact, I would love, you know, to speak with one of those uh, secret agents and get their impression about whether any of this could work today. But uh, they did it. They did it in an era where it was possible and where a lot of ingenuity was required, and they got it done, and it's simply remarkable. And the exhibit is a tremendous tribute to them, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Erica Blumenfeld is with us. Uh, Blumenthal, rather. She's... No, no, Blumenfeld. Oh, I apologize. I apologize. I have, here, okay. I have here in my notes your name incorrectly. I apologize. Erica Blumenfeld is the museum's director of collections and exhibitions. You mentioned to me that yesterday was a big day at the museum, 79 years since Kristallnacht, I'm sure every significant "quote unquote" anniversary. Hello. Yeah, can you hear me? You still there? Hello, Erica. Don't know what happened. All right. Anyway, I will mention that um, every significant anniversary, as you can imagine, does uh, get a tremendous crowd at the museum, as you would imagine. It was. Um, it felt pretty good, frankly, seeing people from many different cultures and communities coming to the museum to see the different exhibits and to learn as much as they could about that era, something they probably see at the museum on a regular basis. And um, in addition to the one that we're talking about, Operation Finale, there's a lot of other stuff going on, which I was going to ask Erica about, uh, that you could explore at the museum. Um, but you could check it out online, MJH nyc.org for Museum for Jewish Heritage mjhnyc.org is the web address Erica are you back oh, thought we had her back Erica are you back no alright I don't know what's going on having some trouble with our phone lines alright uh, so I thank her Erica are you back Yes, I am. Sorry, don't know what happened. My phone seems to have died. No problem at all. So Erica Blumenfeld is with us. I was mentioning that yesterday was a significant day, 79 years since Kristallnacht. Days like that, I'm sure attendance at the museum swells and you see a lot of different people. I was also, uh, frankly, um, uh, heartened by the fact that on Sunday I saw a lot of different groups from uh, different cultures and backgrounds who come to the museum to learn about uh, what happened uh, during World War II. And um, and uh, and of course the C.D. Eichmann exhibit, etc. Um, and I just want to encourage everybody to see this exhibit and all the others you have going on. 
Anything else of note right now that's not a permanent exhibit that you want to mention? Absolutely. We have something called New Dimensions in Testimony, and it's a way that people can interact with two survivors. They were interviewed for 30 hours over five days, and there's a computer program that U.S. Uh, University of Southern California, the Shoah Foundation, has put together where you can interact and ask these survivors any question that you want about their life before, their life during, their life after, and they'll respond to you. We're a beta testing site, so sometimes there's a little glitch, but it's an amazing way to be able to talk to survivors. Oh, unbelievable. You guys are doing quite a job and using technology for a very, very noble purpose, to say the least. I thank you so much. Please be in touch. Let us know what's happening at the museum. We love to inform the listeners about it. Absolutely, will do. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Everybody out there, you got to go. It's it's on view until December 22nd. It's called Operation Finale, the capture and trial of Adolf Eichmann Museum of Jewish Heritage downtown, Battery Place in New York City.